Joshua chapter 6. Um, you guys know this. It's uh, about the, the walls of Jericho. He says, Now the gates of Jericho were tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites. No one was allowed to go in or out. But the Lord said to Joshua, I have given you Jericho, its king, and all its strong warriors. You and your fighting men should march around the town once a day for six days. Seven priests will walk ahead of the ark, uh, each carrying a ram's horn. On the seventh day, you are to march around the town seven times with the priest blowing the horn. And when you're, you hear uh, the priest give one of the long blasts of the ram's horn, all the people should shout as loud as they can. All right, so let's just give a little practice, all right? When you hear that, you should shout as loud as you can. Go ahead, one, two, three. Hey, all right, all right, all right. So there. So um, then the walls will collapse, and the people can charge straight into the town. Now, imagine being a military advisor for Joshua at this time, right? You're, hey, Joshua, what's the strategy? What do they look like? How thick are those walls? How big are they? Let's go. What do we need? What kind of weapons do they have? What, what, what's going on? And he's like, no, 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 no. Here's the strat. Here's the strat. We're going to have a worship set. Matt's going to lead us in worship, and we're going to shout, one, two, three. All right? And those, we're going to win. That's how we're going to win. I, you know, I'll be like, uh, I need a new strap. All right. Hey, before we dive in to the word, and we're going to jump into this for a little bit, um, I want you to say hello to a few people, kiddos in the room, elementary age kids, freedom kids. Miss Cerise, right over there waving by the door. This is your chance. You guys are going to go have your Bible lesson in there. So while the kids are headed that way, take 30, 60 seconds and greet two or three or four people. Welcome them here this morning, all right? Here's what you're going to learn. I'm going to do this real quick because we don't have much, uh, a ton of time here. All right. Underneath every battle you're facing is a spiritual battle. They're going into a, a fight. They're going into a war. They're going into a battle. And he's saying, hey, here's how you're going to win this battle. Praise. You're going to start this battle and end this battle with praise. Worship's going to be uh, on, your, on your tongue. And that's that for all of us. I'm just telling you, whatever battle you're facing right now, relational battles, financial battles, uh, it doesn't matter. You are, there is a spiritual battle underneath, and we got to fight with praise. we got to fight with, with truth. What's, what I find interesting is in verse 2, it says that, that they, had, they had built up, that they had, they had, had, had um, tightly shut up the town, Jericho. It was known for these big, tall walls. And it said it was tightly shut up. No one could go in or out. And then in verse 2, the Lord says to Joshua, the leader, he says, I have given you, I have given you Jericho, its king, and all its strong warriors. Now, what's interesting is I'm like, God, you've given it to me. Certainly, if you have given it to me, maybe there might be some indicators that would indicate that you've given it to me. Maybe some guys walking out of that place with their hands up. Maybe they have a white flag. That would be an indicator that you have given it to me. When I'm looking at it from the outside looking in, what does it look like? It looks like they're dug in for a fight. Have you ever, have you ever had something that from the outside looking in, what, what, what you are seeing and the circumstances around doesn't look like what God said? God said, I had given it to you, but it doesn't look like it. 
It looks like we're going to have to go in and go for a fight here. God said, hey, when I see you, I love you. When I see you, you are beautiful. When I see you, you are cherished. You are known. You are valued. You have purpose. But when you look in the mirror, you don't see that. You see that, oh, I failed. I'm disappointed. I've made mistakes. I'm in pain. I'm hurting. I'm anxious. I'm overwhelmed. I don't see any of those things. That God, have you ever, have you ever been in a position where, where on the outside looking in, it doesn't look like what God said? Because here, it doesn't look like it as well. Let me just tell you, if you're in that position, if you've gone through that, it's not an accident that you showed up at Freedom Church today. That you, that you have people here saying, God sees you, God knows you, he loves you. What, that's what we want to do at Freedom Church. When you come here on a Sunday, we're going to worship and praise Jesus. But you're going to get some encouragement. You're going to get some inspiration. You're going to get some truth right out of Scripture about who God says. And I know for a lot of us, we've been going through it all week long. And so you come in here, and I'm not just going to pound and condemn you and those sorts of things. No, we're going to encourage you. We're going to challenge you to grow. We're going to, we want to take some next steps, and those aren't easy. they got to take some next steps here, and it's not going to be easy to take those steps in faith. That's why we said if we're going to love Los Alamos in 2024, which is the series that we started the year off with, hey, love Los Alamos. That's who we are. That's what we're going to be about. If we're going to love Los Alamos, we said a couple weeks ago, you got to get in the Word. You can't go and love Los Alamos and live this Word out if you're not in the Word connecting with Jesus. A simple call to just follow Jesus, fall in love with Him, dive into the Word, which, by the way, I've been challenging you all, hey, bring your Bibles to church. Bring your Bible so you can write it out and scribble and highlight and do all those things. Well, guess what? Two weeks in, I forgot my Bible, all right? Pastor <laughs> forgot his Bible, all right? So if you forgot your Bible, hey, we're in the same boat, all right? But I do. I want you to bring it because you're not going to remember this talk uh, five hours from now, but f five days from now when you're in the Word, you're going to see those notes that you scribbled in your Bible. You're like, oh, yeah, that was hitting, that was hitting, that was hitting. That was a good, good word right for my, tr right, right for my soul, all right? Last week, we talked about encouraging. If we're going to love Los Alamos, you've got to encourage others. You need the encouragers in your life, but you better be on the front lines going and encouraging other people. Today, I'm talking about praise. Praise will change your perspective. I, I wish they had like a drone in that thing because the, verse 1 gives us an, an indica indicator that the people were, were, that place was tightly shut up and heavily, heavily fortified. Why? Not because they were getting ready for a fight. If they could elevate with the drone and get over the walls that they're seeing, they would have realized that those people were afraid. That place was locked up because they're like, there's nothing we can do to stop these guys. Praise gets you elevated out of your mind, seeking God, getting a view from what he's saying or thinking about the situation, and guess what? He's got a totally different perspective. I have given it to you. You just got to go and take some of these next steps of faith. So sometimes what we see in front of us, our perspective from down below isn't what God's perspective is. We need his eternal perspective on these things. Now, what's interesting is, they, I, I, I'm just going to skip ahead. If you know the story, they do the marching around and the walls fall down and stuff like that. But in between, I want to know what happened in those six days in between, in those seven days that they're going and marching around. That It says, on the first day, Joshua commanded the troops, he says, do not shout, not even talk. So day one, day one, their commander saying, here's how we're going to do it. Not even a single word from any of you until I shout. So you're going to march around here once, but you're not going to say anything. Not a shout, not nothing. Now, you've got to think about it. These guys are warriors. 
These guys have been waiting, anticipating the promised land. They had just crossed the Jordan. I mean, it is like victory is, is right, on, on, like right on the cusp. But at the same time, here's the battle that they got to face. These guys are chomping at the bit, ready to go, out of slavery, 40 years in the wilderness, and now is the time. And he says, nothing, don't say a word. So the ark of the Lord was carried around the town once that day, and then everyone returned to spend the night at camp. So it didn't happen all at once. There's no indication of like, oh, okay, well, this is going to, you know, I, I kind of wonder about those guys coming home to their wives or whatever, like, hey, how did it go? Did, did anything happen? And like, no, we didn't, nothing happened. Like, we walked around. They're like, did you, did you say anything? Did you, you know, did you see it? We didn't say anything. You know, and then they, they do that not only on day one, but they do it day two, day three, day four, day five, and day six. And I don't know, like, they're doing it by faith, but at the same time, I know myself, and I know you. Sometimes you think you heard God, but after a while, you're like, did I really hear him right? Like, God can be a bad motivator. I, I, would, I would think, okay, God, in faith, we walked around. Maybe just tell us good job or something. Maybe like one-seventh of that wall comes down, and we know like, okay, we're, we're on the right path. You know, we're doing the right thing. We, we're following God. Nothing. Nothing. Here's my challenge to you. If we're going to love Los Alamos today, real simple, don't quit. Don't quit. When it seems like God is at work, can you keep going another lap around when it doesn't seem like God is at work? Can you go another lap? When, you, when it doesn't seem like, you know, I should go to the gym, all right? A good motivator would be, I go and do a workout, I do some sit-ups, and then boom, like an ab pops out or something like that. And I'm like, hey, all right, here we go. <laughs> Listen, if we're going to love Los Alamos in 2024, if you're going to love Los Alamos, love your community, all right, there's a nasty word that we're going to have to lean into this year. Okay, I've been giving you words each, each, each week. For, for getting into the Bible, getting into the Word, it was hungry. What are you hungry for? Some of you are hungry for something else, not God. All right, what are you, we, we talked about encouraging last week. I want you to be encouragers. All right, this week, the, the nasty word that we're going to have to lean into is process. It is a process. You're going to want to quit sometime in the middle. You're going to want to question you're going to say, I don't know, I've been doing this. Some of y'all, we started 21 days in the Word in, in, in 2024, you made it 10. And then you haven't picked it up since then. I'm not here to guilt you or condemn you. I'm just saying, don't give up. Go another lap. you got to keep going. you got to get yourself up, dust yourself off, and take another step. There's got to be a moment in here where they're questioning, okay, we're supposed to fight a battle, but we're walking around not saying anything, not doing anything. I don't know. It doesn't say in the text, but I could speculate that maybe someone starts grumbling against their leaders. Joshua said that. I, you know, really? Like, we're supposed to worship on the seventh day? In these, how is this going to happen? Do you understand how crazy this is? But again, under every battle you are facing is a spiritual one, and God's trying to get you to a point. All of us. He's trying to get us to a point where we are no longer looking and searching and reaching for all these exterior things, but where our eyes and our hope and our focus is on Jesus and Jesus alone. My victory, I'm going to see a victory. It only really comes from Him. 
And that's what these guys are going to do. Can you take another lap? Even though there was a sickness, a diagnosis, and it didn't heal, can you take another lap when it doesn't seem like God's working? Can you take another lap when your marriage was in on the rocks and it did not restore the way you wanted it to? Can you still take another lap? Can you take another lap even though you don't feel like it because your child has walked away from the Lord and it doesn't seem like they're coming back anytime soon? Can you keep taking another lap even though you're tired and exhausted? Sometimes I don't feel like preaching. I come in here and I'm like, I just don't feel it. Tired and I don't feel it. But there's something about coming to church and being a part of a church family that lets me know, hey, there's something, there's something more than just me here that maybe somebody needs to hear the word that God planted in my heart. So I may not feel it 100%, but God gave it to me during the week and I'm going to go deliver it. And this week, the, the message is, don't quit. It's like the spirit of Dory is around here somewhere saying, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. All right? It's one of those things. It's perseverance in our lives. Don't quit the process and forfeit the promises of God in your life. Don't quit the process and forfeit the promises of God in your life. Someone, uh, this has been on my brain, I think it was last semester, I mentioned it a couple sermons ago, that we serve a God who's a three-mile-an-hour God. I want him to do it now, when I want him to, how I want him to, where I want him to, all right? Come on, God. And he's like, three miles an hour. What's three miles an hour? The pace of your normal walk, the pace of just taking one step at a time. It's, not, it's a process to get around those walls. And all I'm asking you to do today is just take one step at a time, and you're going to see God work. And eventually, I, I believe those walls will come down, but it's going to take some time. we got to embrace the process. We want immediate deliverance, but God often tests our faith in the process. And in that process, he'll build our character. He'll build our relationship with him. So we find Jesus is all that we really need. I'm going to ask that we stand because I want to close with this, and I want to, I want to give you an invitation. I read in my 21 days of scripture, we read through the book of Job starting out in 2024. And one of the, one of the verses that stood out to me, Job says this in uh, chapter 13. If you know the story of Job, like his whole family, uh, just terrible things. His, his wife, or his, his uh, <laughs> that's funny. Um, his kids, they die terribly. All, everything's taken away. Satan is kind of involved saying, hey, take this away, take this away, take this away, take this away. And, and he loses everything. Um, except his, his wife remains. That's the joke, because they're like, hey, Satan, why don't you, if you want to kill his family, and, and then he's like, no, she's fine. She can stay. <laughs> anyway, that's another joke for another time. All right. Whew. All right. Um, he says, though he slay me, I will hope in him. Everyone's calling him to question God. Everyone's, like, he, the wife even comes and says, curse God and die. He's like, who else am I going to hope in? There is... Though he does whatever he wants with me, he's still God on the throne. As we spoke earlier and sang earlier, he'll take what the enemy meant for evil. We'll look at all of that and say, that was evil. That was wrong. And he'll turn it in for good. My time's up. <laughs> Gotta love the alarm. Awesome. He'll take what the enemy meant for evil and he'll turn it for good.
Those are the truths you need to hang on to. Those are the truths you need to take another lap when you don't see God at work. Those are the truths you need to take another lap when you don't feel like moving on. I'm telling you, he's there, he's with you. And it's no accident that you're here today. So with that, I want to pray. I want to pray with us today. God, thank you that the victory is already ours. Whatever we're fighting today, you've already given us victory. In the worst case scenario that it doesn't happen on this side of eternity, we know and we trust that you have taken it, care of it all in eternity. Why? Not because of anything good we have done. All of it hangs on. The life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. God in the flesh. This God who loves you and created you came to earth, lived a perfect sinless life, died on the cross as a sacrifice for your sins and my sins, a payment that we don't have to pay. God paid the price. And the victory came three days later as he rose from the grave. As he rose from the dead, people saw him die, and then they saw him alive again. That gives you hope that no matter how bad it is, with God, there's still hope. There's still reason to get back up. That's the message today. Don't quit. And guess what? One day, one day, even though it doesn't seem like it, even though it doesn't feel it, even though it seems so far off and God seems so silent, I promise you, one day you will hear that trumpet sound again. Jesus promised to come back. He's coming back. My job as a pastor is to make sure you're ready. He could come back today. Are you ready? There will be no second chances. Today's the day. Today's the day of salvation. Today's the day of faith. So with every head bowed and every eyes closed, I want everybody in the room, we're going to say a prayer together. You're just going to repeat after me. Some of you today, today is your day to say yes to Jesus. So let's pray this out loud. Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. But today I ask you to forgive me for all my sin. Jesus, come into my life to be my Lord, my Savior, and my forgiver in the best way I know how. I receive you and I receive salvation. Thank you for saving me. If you prayed that prayer genuinely for the very first time in your life, you're saying, yes, I want to surrender my life to Christ. With everybody's head bowed and eyes closed, where you're at in the room, you prayed that prayer. Would you just raise your hand where you're at saying, yes, that, that was me. I'm, I, I want to be able to just pray with you and pray for you, celebrate with you. This is the best decision that you will ever make in your life, as Matt was sharing earlier. If you said yes to Jesus this morning for the very first time, where you're at, just raise your hand so I can see it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to the podcast this week. I hope you felt inspired to take your next step of faith with Jesus. Just a couple next steps that you can take coming out of this. One, rate and review the podcast. That really does get the message out to other people faster, as well as click subscribe to make sure you get the latest content as it rolls out each week. And finally, if you want to partner with us financially, head on over to our website, click the word give. That's going to get the message out through our ministries further and faster. Have a wonderful week. God bless.